0: Welcome to Being Honest with My Ex. My ex is Peter C. Haywood. My ex is SJ, better known as Honor Eastley. We were engaged for two years and, and then, then we, we broke up, up <laughs> and then we stopped talking to each other for a year and now we do a podcast together. Would you have a baby with me? If I can get you to cry next podcast, we'll have a hat trick. <laughs> You don't know this, but I have a very vivid image of what your penis looks like. What? (laughs) If I met you now, I do not think that I would go out with you. Oh, my God. I think if I met you now, I'd I'd fall more in love with you than I did the first time. So this week is a particularly interesting episode because this is our anniversary episode. And it's just me in a room. There's no one else. Just me. That's not true. There's someone else here. (gasps) Would you like to introduce you? Who
1: are you? Who are you? That's a question I've been asking myself for years, but uh, (laughs) I am uh, Lucy and I am one of Peter's
0: partners. One of Peter's partners. I mean, I feel like that's a bit of an undersell.
1: I'm the one that uh, lives with them.
0: Yes. The one that lives with Peter, planning on having family together, partner. That one, you know, not to make it hierarchical, but... (laughs) I'm not <laughs> I wanted to ask you a little bit about what it's like ha- having a partner who does a podcast like this. Cuz when you guys how long have you and Peter been dating?
1: 7 months as of yesterday.
0: Oh, that's really that's really nice that you know that.
1: <laughs> I have an app on my phone. I don't remember this.
0: <laughs> when you have an app specifically to remember your anniversary with Peter or to remember other stuff as well.
1: It's got 6 or 7 different things in it. So, when I first got it, I was like, "Oh, this looks interesting." I I got it so that I could count up from the first day of school so that I can look at the students that are being total clowns and be like, "You've been in school for 47 days. You need to get it together." Damn it, right? So that was the, the the initial point of the app. And then uh, I've since put other things in there, like the date of my birth, when I first met Peter. Like... Wait,
0: because you can't remember your own birthday?
1: Well, like, what if I want to know how many minutes it's been? Though?
0: Oh, okay, I understand. So it's an app that will count, like, it's been 17 hours since you last went to the bathroom, something like that. It will tell you, like...
1: <laughs> you could. You could have it be like that. <laughs>
0: You could, you could make it do that, but you might want to go for some longer period sort of stuff, like relationships. Yeah, okay, okay.
1: And it also counts down, so like if I'm super excited about an event coming up, then I can have it counting down.
0: So what is this app?
1: Oh, uh, I can't remember what it's called. and I don't have my phone. I think it's called Days Until or something like that. It was free.
0: We will find out and we'll put it in the show notes if anyone is interested in utilizing that app. So you guys have been together for seven months and one day. Yes. Cute. Um, <laughs> and you live together. How long have you lived together for? July 29th, we got the keys
1: and we, we moved in, I guess, probably the first of August. Hey. So like just under four months.
0: That is the exact same trajectory that Peter and I had when we got together. Just in terms of Peter and I met and we started dating and three months later, we moved in together.
1: But this is not the elevator though. This was like other mitigating circumstances.
0: Oh, I'm not. That's not a criticism. (laughs) I think that that was a great decision. I think it's, it sounds like it's also a great decision for you guys. It's
1: been working out pretty damn well. Like uh, it, uh, do you know, do you know what, like how that came about?
0: I think I know little bits and pieces, but you tell me. So
1: we were hanging out and, uh, we would talk about hypothetical things happening. Like, you know, I could see myself doing this with you. I could see myself doing that with you. And he was in a short term rental place cause he had just gotten to Canada and my lease was up. So in Ontario, the way leases work is you lease for a year and then you go on month to month. And you can break your lease with two months advance warning. You can break your lease anytime and and just move out. So I hadn't renewed my lease. I was on month to month. And I was like, listen, uh, if you can see us living together, you need to be out of your current place at the end of July. You don't look like an axe murderer to me. I don't think I look like an axe murderer to you. So what if we got a two bedroom place and then... Uh, if things work out, then awesome. And if things don't work out, well, it's like a maximum of a year. And I think that we would be fine as roommates if like things did not happen. So that's that's what happened there. That's how that happened.
0: I love uh, that you built in an exit strategy. I mean, I think that's good for anyone to do, but it sounds like, and I can imagine the both of you having a really practical conversation.
1: Realism is so important, <laughs> like.
0: I know. know, but I think many people have an, I- have an idea that it's the death of romance, you know?
1: I think it makes romance more comfortable, right? Because discussing, not every eventuality, but discussing certain potential problems that might crop up, it, it definitely makes things easier to deal with when they actually do, if they do.
0: When I was a bit younger, and when I'm in a bit younger, I mean, I think before I went out with Peter, definitely in my, like, teenagers, early 20s, mm-hmm. I really wanted my life to be like a movie. And movies were really dramatic. So <laughs> 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 I think I really didn't want that comfortable thing. I wanted, like, you know, like, because the nature of love is, it's it, the idea is that it's supposed to be about, in some ways about emotional pain, you know, which I'm not for that anymore. I prefer not that idea of love. But um, I think a lot of people have that idea.
1: Yes, a lot of people I'm sure have that idea, but fortunately not a lot of people that I date have that idea,
0: so. <laughs> You'd say it, it might be a hurdle requirement. It might be. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys have dated for seven months in one day, you've lived together for four months on I think the previous episode that i just put up last week peter said that you are the love of his life which was really what yeah (laughs) what do wait on what's that reaction what do you mean well i
1: (laughs) i don't i don't listen to the to the thing so
0: but what do you mean by what like as in what i can't believe he would say that what about that is surprising The.
1: People based on their their spheres that they are in will communicate themselves differently, right? So yeah. I mean it's not that um like I, I have never received the face caress, the look deeply into the eyes and say, you know, you
0: you are the love of my
1: life. Right? Like yeah.
0: <laughs> to be fair, if it helps, Peter did say that to me. Like he looked deeply into my eyes and he said, Lucy is the love of my life through Skype (laughs) but uh, I could feel the touch on my face
1: (laughs) well that does make me feel better
0: (laughs) there you go like
1: markedly (laughs) so
0: so you said you've listened to three episodes the first three episodes of this podcast Mm -hmm.
1: Peter sometimes asks me and I think he finds it entertaining that I don't uh listen to Not necessarily this one, but the one that he does with his brother. Oh, yeah. He processes through talking, right? So it makes sense that I would, if I wanted to know him better, I would listen to these things. But I find it fairly emotionally draining to listen to this one, which is why I've only listened to three of them.
0: Oh, you know what? That makes sense. What about it do you find emotionally draining?
1: Well, I feel like I am listening into a conversation with two people that I get along with really well, but I can't communicate at all during this conversation. So there are things that I want to bring up that I can't bring up because it's like already passed. And the voyeurism aspect of it is a little off-putting to me because it's non-participatory. So the, those two things I think are probably the biggest. But like I I'm not like concerned that I will hear something that is off-putting. I'm not worried or or upset by anything that I have heard. Yeah, it's just the it's weird. It's not a it's not a format that I'm used to.
0: It's also not a format that I'm used to. I mean, I'm getting used to it now. This is this is a year in. <laughs> 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 but weird shit happens. I mean, I've also had Oh, it's quite a strange sort of thing to do. Like, I don't think this podcast is a magical idea. I'm not like, oh, my God, the best idea ever. But it is a strange thing to actually do. Like, it comes out in weird ways. Like, I've had periods where my partner's, like, someone that my partner's dating, like, listened to the podcast and listened to an episode of me, like, talking about really, really struggling with polyamory. And that Mm -hmm. was really interesting Because then they got like massive insight into how I was feeling in this way that like that you usually don't get access to. And (laughs) it's just really strange how that changes like your relationships, because at the one time that stuff is curated, at the other time, it's still really honest in some ways.
1: Well, and too, like I can imagine that people would gain huge insights listening to it just because it's. Your your hearts spilled out through audio, and that's lovely. <laughs>
0: the, the, yeah, it you, is. Like, you say, lovely. Like there's another, like there's another side to that.
1: I don't know if there is. I like, I think it was just my my brain was thinking and they were computing at the same time as I was talking. So my intonation sometimes sounds like <laughs> I might I might be thinking something else, but I'm
0: not. <laughs> but
1: I remember when I first met Peter, it was it was really, really important to me that you guys were doing this podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, because my ex-husband is getting married on July 1st and I am the best man at his wedding.
0: Oh my God!
1: (laughs) To finish that thought, the fact that you guys talk to each other so frequently and have a podcast where it's like an actual thing that you have to keep up. It's not just casual hangouts. I don't know, I'm very, very polyamorous. And so being able to do well with people that you are not necessarily in a relationship with anymore is uh, super, super important to me. So yes.
0: And you are, it sounds like very good friends with your ex-husband.
1: He's probably one of my best friends, as is his fiance. She's one of my very favorite people. It was it's a love fest. Every time we talk to each other, you know, it's like
0: disgusting. <laughs> this reminds me of the other day. Um, the other day we were all skyping together, like you, yeah. me, and Peter. And I was just like, "Oh my god!" La, 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 and you guys were making jokes and dropping me on the ground because I was on Skype. <laughs> and it was just really lovely because I think that was the f- I think that was the first time that we've kind of all hung out. If that makes sense.
1: It was like a two-hour-long Skype conversation. It was so good.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know. And, yeah,
1: I'm sorry I dropped you like three times. (laughs) The phone is under the couch, and I can see like, giggling going on under there. I'm sorry, (laughs) SJ, that I dropped you.
0: (laughs) That's totally okay. I was just – I think that that kind of stuff can be really amazing, and I think that the kinds of relationships that you can have with your exes is – unlike any other yeah like someone who knows you or who knew you really well at a period of time like very intimately at a period of time yeah you can still know you well and intimately maybe not as intimately later I just think that there's an element of trust and like we've seen shit (laughs) That, that, that 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 brings people together in a way that you just can't have in another relationship.
1: Yeah, it's true. And I mean, people go out for a reason, but then relationships end for a reason. And hopefully both of those people that are in that relationship are with it enough that they can kind of pull the cord on things before it gets too angry and violent uh, emotionally where they don't want to talk to each other again. Because th- what a waste. What a waste of time. Like life is short. So why? Why? You know, like, that's why it makes me so happy that you guys talk so frequently and that you still love each other. Right. Like, it's really, really great.
0: Oh, this is such a love fest. (laughs) 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 So when you and Peter got together, it sounds like you were not at all concerned. In fact, you were like, I am glad that you are doing this thing, this podcast. Yeah, no
1: totally not concerned at all. The type of concerns that you have in a relationship when it's very early on and when you're moving in with somebody is, it's not unlike the type of relationship concerns that you would have in any other place where you're thrown together with people like university roommates or, you know, people at summer camp that you're going to be spending the whole summer with in a cabin. Like you, you have questions and you ask them directly, hopefully to try to get out of the way anything that might go bad right or might be misunderstood but no I had I had no concerns
0: you're such a cool cucumber oh I'm a cool cucumber <laughs> that's
1: the best oh man, I want to set that as my email signature
0: <laughs> uh it's really nice talking to you and having this overwhelming thought that I think that you are much better for Peter than I was for Peter As in, like, I think you guys make a lot more sense and being just really genuinely happy for both of you. Does that make sense?
1: Is it because I look like I'm good at ignoring him?
0: (laughs) You've got a good patience face. (laughs) (laughs) So in terms of the podcast, You said you've listened to three episodes. Yeah. You're really pro the podcast. Super pro. How does it affect your life, if at all? Does it affect your life?
1: Well, sometimes when you guys are recording and I'm trying to be a super sneaky ninja and I have to pee and then I can't because I don't want to interrupt, that is pretty much the extent. Or like, (laughs) if I can, because you guys both wear headphones when you're recording, I can only hear half of the conversation if I happen to be home while you're recording. So I try to do something where I am not able to listen because I always want to say something.
0: What are the kinds of things that you want to say? Like, is there is there a theme? Um, no, it's just
1: like, just overall when when you're talking, I know that you were talking about... Current events. You were talking about things that had happened between the two of you. You were talking about weird shit that Canadians do. That is a recent discovery, right? Like, doesn't necessarily matter what it is, but if I hear it and I'm like, "Oh, oh, I could," th- yes, the thing I want to say, the thing. I
0: have important information. I have a way of contributing. Yeah. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I mean, it's been it's been nice practice to help me uh, calm myself. But, yeah, I that's pretty much it. Needing to pee and not having input. Those are the only two ways, really, that it's affected my life.
0: <sighs> Such a cool customer. <laughs> so in preparation for this episode, we asked people online whether they had any questions for you or for me or for us to talk about. And do you want to hear them?
1: I'm curious. Is that dangerous, like putting questions out, like, do you do you find that you do that? Do you do that frequently? No. Do you put questions out to people? Oh, so it can really be a mixed bag. So should I be concerned?
0: I'm looking at the questions right now.
1: <laughs> no. Okay.
0: No, I don't think you need to be concerned.
1: I'll answer any of the questions that you ask me.
0: I think that this is the most potentially racy question that we have. And I, I this is... <laughs> <laughs> It's not very racy. Uh, (laughs) It is. What does Lucy hope to accomplish with any future spin-off podcast after slash if he and Peter break up? That's the most racy question (laughs) because it's like, yeah, there's a possibility of you guys breaking up. I was like, oh, can I ask Lucy that question? Is that really rude?
1: Um. Well. The listeners are in for a treat because being honest with my ex's ex will be the first spinoff. <laughs> it'll just be, it'll just be you and I Skyping. Fabulous. <laughs> Except they're like, you know, we get along so well that there won't be any disagreements. So it might be boring as shit, but you know.
0: I was recently hosting a <laughs> panel discussion on a conversational podcasts, and, and we we're talking about this question of like what makes a good what makes a good podcast, and I definitely am not an expert, but I we realize that conflict, not necessarily like people fighting all the time, but people having different ideas about something actually makes for... Going on a journey. Yeah, it makes for a yeah. really interesting kind of thing to listen to. If it's just like two people who agree on everything, that's less... That's less interesting.
1: Well, I mean, I, I don't think that I would be recording a podcast that's just me sobbing into a microphone for 45
0: minutes. Okay, because that's sometimes what like. this podcast is. <laughs> 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 you, you haven't listened to enough of it to know. I and I don't know this. <laughs> and... You only hear one side of, like, if you're around and we're recording, you only hear one side of it. But there's an yeah. ongoing joke, which is that I cry, like, almost every episode. I'm not so much anymore. I haven't cried in, like, the last five episodes. It's been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and what's funny is that I think that because Peter only experiences me through the podcast, through recording the podcast... I think he had this idea that I I cry a lot, which, you know, I do cry a lot, but most of it's in the podcast now. <laughs> most of it is most of the crying that happens in my life exclusively happens on the podcast.
1: So my boyfriend makes you cry, that's what happens. You guys record <laughs> once a week and it's just <laughs> me wanting to say things, not being able to pee and you crying. And I'm emotionally exhausted by only the three it's, episodes. It
0: is a <laughs> Very lovely experience. Oh, yeah. No, no. I think sometimes it is absolutely emotionally exhausting. Like, so emotionally exhausting. We did one episode. This is really fun because you haven't listened to any of it. I don't remember all the episodes because there's quite a few of them now. But we did one where I read out the first and I think only uh, love letter that Peter had written, which was to me. Oh. Which is from years ago. And I just lost my shit completely like i completely lost my shit oh
1: that would make me
0: cry <laughs> also oh man
1: that's great
0: <laughs> also i was way more peter didn't expect that i would get upset over it because at the time he sent it to me in an email i didn't reply and i was apparently not very appreciative i was like oh yeah that was nice like <laughs> that, <laughs> I don't remember, like, so I don't know. But reading back on it, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God.
1: Well, was it like, what were the tears of when you were reading it or having it read back to you?
0: I think at that point I was having a really difficult time. And part of it was, like, sad about how, like, that kind of love that we had then Neither of us thought that we could actually have that again because it's a kind of naivety that we had lost. Yeah. And then also this bit of like, yeah, just like, I don't know if, like, I don't know if that's possible again. Or also like, I can't believe I didn't appreciate this more or, you know, it's kind of bound up in a lot of things.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. So more questions. Okay. Okay. Oh, this one's a hard one. What advice would SJ have for Lucy? I don't know. I uh I really don't think that I have any advice. Do you have any advice like do you have any advice for you for dating Peter?
1: Um use words.
0: Use your words.
1: <laughs> use your words. Use
0: your words. Words work well.
1: It's super important. Um I recently have become much much better with using my words and as much as I like it when I am able to read people's minds and guess what they want and then get it for them. That's fabulous. Uh, The ability to use your words is is super, super important. And um, I think that we are both good at that. And oh man, talk about things before they turn into like explosions of awful. Like, I don't know. When when a person starts getting irritated and uh, they are able to use their words before it becomes a big problem, like wh- I don't I don't know if Peter would agree, but I don't feel like we've had any huge arguments.
0: You've had no fights. No, <laughs> you're doing a good job.
1: <laughs> I mean, like I'm sure there's been. There's been little things there. There have been things that have been like, we'll we'll be talking and one of us will say, this is what I see for the future. And the other person will go, sorry, pardon, what?
0: Oh, as in you both having different ideas of what your futures will look like. Yeah.
1: So there's been there's been stuff like that. And then we talk about it. And then sometimes it's a to be continued and sometimes it's uh, settled right away. But yeah, I don't. Like there's been, there's been no, no arguments that I, like big, stupid arguments.
0: That's so wonderful.
1: We're, we're busy.
0: (laughs) We're busy people. We We are too busy for arguments. (laughs) That's actually a really nice way of looking at it. See, I, on the other hand, (laughs) I'm embarrassed to say this. I went to a, I went to a workshop on the weekend on accusations and conflict uh, with my partner and then we were like this is great we're amazing great work for our workshop on conflict and then we got into my car and then we had a very tired hour and a half long rambling sort of like mess of like disagreements about old things and we were like this is really stupid I can't believe that we just came out of a workshop and did this we should stop. We need to stop. But yeah.
1: It wasn't planned cuz that sounds like it would be the perfect <laughs> planned and recorded. It's like, you know, it's Gonzo sketch comedy. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know he's involved in it. It's just happening. What, you didn't want to argue after the argument workshop? Come on,
0: honey. <laughs> We're like, well, now that we have all of our skills, we can just utilize them really well. We don't do that that often, but sometimes uh, we get into a space where, you know, you're like, w- we say maybe like five or six times we should leave it there. I just wanted to say that, blah, blah, blah. And then it keeps going on <laughs> and on and on. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I was wondering, actually, how do you deal with Peter's analogies? Um, Do you get that?
1: Yeah, he gives me analogies all of the time because...
0: That's how his brain works. Well, making
1: connections is definitely important. I think two major relationships ago, almost exclusively spoken analogies... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the, the person that I was with was just so frustrated by it all of the time that it's been kind of like shaken out of me a little bit. But wait
0: on, when you I, used to speak in analogies all the time.
1: Yeah, like as of maybe five or six years ago, it was it was analogies were the way that I would that I would say everything. It's all logic and analogies. Oh
0: wow. So, oh my gosh. The further we go into this conversation, the more I realize that you know how you know how there's that story about like how everyone was actually two people joined together and how like from God Hedwig and the Angry
1: Inch and there's a whole song about it.
0: Maybe it is from that. Okay, I'm terrible. Don't don't expose that. I don't know that movie. It's
1: called The Origin of Love. The song.
0: Hey, and then everyone. It's amazing. So everyone is two people stuck together, and they get cut in half. And you're all wandering around the world, trying to find your other half bit so that then you're whole again. And that's kind of the concept of soulmates. And I don't even believe in that concept. But this conversation is making <laughs> me feel like maybe that thing actually does exist. If you two both like analogies that much, it sounds like.
1: It's, yeah, well, they're just, they're useful. <laughs> are useful. Being being really really logical and oh fuck the way the way he makes points where it's all based on fact and referring back to statements that have been previously made that is also something that I do and it's so great and that's why if I if I ever go man I feel like I said this and you said this. And he goes, Oh, hold on a second. Let me look. And then he does it like really expediently. And I'm like, All right, well, that settles that. Done.
0: Okay, see, that sounds great. But I feel like I've entered an alternate universe in which all of the things that frustrate me about Peter, someone else has found that they work perfectly for them. <laughs> and uh, it's a very strange feeling. <laughs> What's one quirk of Peter that annoys Lucy?
1: When I am tidying things up, I tend to pick up after myself as I make messes. Uh, He waits until... The end. I don't know. There's no plates left. (laughs) But the way to solve that is to get a cleaning person. Oh. Like, I, d- I don't wait until I've got absolutely no underpants left to do a load of laundry, right? Like, I just...
0: I am on your team there. On your team.
1: Yeah. People are going to come over uh, with, with no warning. And then uh, I have problems with people seeing a non-public face for me. So if they came over and my place were a deplorable mess and I was covered in food because I'd been eating chips on the couch and they were all over, like, that's this is not something that people need to see. He honestly doesn't care what people think of him. So. <laughs> like, I'll tell you a story. The, one of the first dates that we went on was to the Royal Ontario Museum. We had been going out for maybe, I don't know, a month, a month and a half at this point. And we were going to go to a board game meetup after the museum. So the plan was I was going to meet him at the museum. We'd walk around, and then we would go to this meetup, and then and then we were gonna go out to a friend's place. So I get to the museum, and both of us dye our hair. Right, right now my hair is yellow and bright green and bright blue, and his hair is usually blue. And
0: wait, on, do you guys dye your hair together?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, oh my God! That is just that is just too cute. Do it's a oh cute. that is.
1: When we met, my hair was blue. Yeah. And before our first date, I dyed my hair purple because I was like, no, I cannot. I cannot go out with somebody (laughs) who is the same color as mine. So I have given
0: up blue. You gave up blue for Peter. Yeah. I haven't dyed my hair color in ages. But at one point when Peter and I was going out, I dyed my underarm hair and my pubic hair bright pink. But I had to get him to help me do it because, like... I don't know, like, if you can picture what position you need to be in to have hair dye on your underarms and your pubic hair and not on the rest of you, it's a very vulnerable position that you need to be lying in and you need someone to help you.
1: (laughs) I think that was one of our most
0: intimate moments. So anyway, back to the story. You guys were going to a board game meetup, So
1: I show up to the museum and... Peter literally has dye all over his face. This is before we'd moved in together. So he's living with, like, at a share house type of thing. And I was like, oh, hi. And I'm just mortified. It's like, yeah, like, if, if that had have happened to me, I would have called in sick for work. Like... You know, I just I can't. So I at one point said, "Would you like to go to my house before or my apartment before we go to this board game thing?" Because I've got stuff that can take that off really easily. And it's like <laughs> SJ; it was on his, it was on his fucking nose. <laughs> like it was everywhere. And he's like, "No, I'm fine." <laughs> go, oh, are you okay? And then this, and when I wait say, on, "Wait, wait," so what? had
0: he he dyed his hair? And he'd just gotten it all over his face in the process. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah.
1: So this was when I said earlier, uh, advice for people dating Peter, use your words. (laughs) So this was one of the first instances where I uh, said, yeah, so you are not uncomfortable. (laughs) I am uncomfortable. (laughs) This is killing me. And he's like, well, it's not your face. So there's that. And then I was like, I took a breath, right? And I was like, wait, wait, to to myself, in my own head, I was like, wait, he's right. It's not my face. So let me just take a step back, take a breath, and not try to be upset about this. And so the whole rest of the evening, I'm sure that... The conversation ended for him. Like, you know, you. we stopped talking about it. It was done as far as he was concerned. But for me, I was very, very much focused on that. Like, well, how do I feel right now? I am in public with a person <laughs> who is kissing me, who is letting everybody know that I am there with them. There's no two ways about it.
0: That you approve of the amount of hair dye on his face.
1: And he's just like... <laughs> Oh, okay. So I do stupid things around my students all of the time because I think it's funny and because they think it's funny. So I've got this hat where it's got a mustache that velcros to the front of it and you can peel the mustache off. It's made of fabric and it's got this like nose pinchy thing. So you can peel it off your hat and then stick it under your nose and you can wear it and it stays there when you take your hands away. I sometimes will have conversations with students wearing this mustache and I'll be like, what, what are you, what are you laughing at? It's just my face. What's your problem? And we have this whole joke because they're just at a developmental stage where they're realizing.
0: How old are they?
1: Uh, the youngest ones are three and the eldest ones are 12.
0: Yeah. An adult wearing a fake mustache and not realizing it's there is like prime time hilarity. That is good quality stuff. Yeah,
1: it's funny, funny stuff, right? So all I could think of while he's having at this board game meetup these conversations that are very serious with other adults (laughs) and I can see their eyes drifting down (laughs) to the die all over his face and then back up and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. But it was very freeing to just go, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to give a shit that this is going on right now. I'm going to be okay with it. It's not, he's right, it's not my face. (laughs) So there you go. That would be a quirk of Peter's.
0: I can absolutely, (laughs) like, I can hear Peter saying, (laughs) well... It's not your face. Uh, point one. It's not your face. Point two. <laughs> refer to point one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think that what you've what you've perfectly exposed there is the is the underbelly of what it means to go out with someone who has little to no shame, which is that they might make you feel embarrassed sometimes.
1: But fortunately, I'm also definitely aware of how different my needs are as far as not embarrassing myself publicly go. So, for as foreign and weird as it is, uh, that that I would have to deal with that from him, he has to deal with this total polar opposite from me, right? So
0: totally, absolutely understanding <laughs> that you have a sort of like. I want to keep up appearances and that phrase is usually used in a negative way but to you know like have a certain look about yourself which is understandable. Yeah. And that that doesn't make sense to him in some ways.
1: Yeah and that's and that's fine like I think we're both pretty patient with each other with regard to that. I mean sometimes things that you wouldn't even consider because they seem to you to be just a A completely obvious thing have to be explicitly said yes right because we don't we don't necessarily have the same understanding going into things but yeah it's been a magical magical voyage seven months and one day (laughs)
0: yes (laughs) I think that Peter has a particularly big capacity for kind of like because he can be really upfront and like kind of clear about things and good at having difficult conversations and all that kind of stuff it seemed like you were also very good at that I think that he can actually develop relationships quite quickly does that make sense because in some ways he has kind of less bullshit to sort of get through does that make sense
1: yeah it does well I mean it it must because I'm living with him you know (laughs) like Three, three months in so yes I will definitely vote for the <laughs> quick quick to form relationships well thing.
0: I remember when Peter and I moved in together after three months like there was a lot of people who were like that was that's a stupid idea that's a really stupid idea
1: did they tell you this before you guys moved in together
0: I'm sure of it I'm sure people thought that but also we were a bit younger and so people cared less I think. You know, as in, like, when you're in your twenty, twenty two, twenty three stage, people are like, oh, that's a bad idea. Whatever. You know, you go do that. <laughs> Everyone's doing shit. It doesn't totally make <laughs> sense. You have fun with that one.
1: <laughs> that's outstanding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but did your friends have that when you were like, yeah, we're going to move in together?
1: Well, as I was slowly telling people, that this was a thing, right? Because I had to close off my lease at the old place and then we had two months during which I was packing. And so I was letting people know and trying to weasel people into coming to my place to help me move my substantial amount of stuff. I mean, there's always gonna be friends that are totally dishonest with you, right? Like, hey, do you think this is a good idea? And everybody's like, yeah, yeah, yeah and then afterwards so
0: like i never thought that was a good idea
1: one of one of my other friends right like i've never had that happen to me personally but one of my other friends just had a marriage implode after a very short amount of time like 6 months to the day wow and she's now receiving a huge amount of feedback from people none of which has been positive saying yeah i always thought that guy sucked right like super unhelpful
0: well a lot of people and i can understand i can i can understand this opinion that like it's actually really difficult to give that feedback to your friends. Like I've been in, like, sometimes it happens where you're in a romantic relationship. And if your friends are like critical of the person that you're with, that actually just makes a like us and them. And you have to sort of Mm -hmm. choose which team you're on. And that, yeah, I think there's other ways of navigating that kind of feedback, but I know that that pattern can happen. And that's like, Leaves people a bit more isolated.
1: Well, when I was getting ready to move in with Peter, I mean, my, my parents said, no, I, I think you know what you're doing. You're old enough. Like, I have, I have faith in your ability, right? You're not making a, a reckless decision. And, you know, you guys both seem like you get along really well, which we do. So I had, I guess, two or three friends who um, smoke and drink a fair amount And I enjoy drinking beer, and so I will hang out with them. And there is beer drinking and video gaming and going to the cottage.
0: Oh, my God. You guys have – that's right. Canadians have cottages.
1: Yeah. He hasn't gone uh, once, and he actually – I said, hey, we're going cottaging. Do you want to come? And he's like, do you know what that means? And I'm like, you're going to a house in the woods. And he's like, can you look that up on Urban Dictionary? (laughs) And apparently, cottaging means something different if you're not from Canada.
0: What does cottaging mean?
1: Cottaging means um, cruising for uh, gay sex.
0: Wow.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I had uh, I had friends that I that I cottage with, but in the in the Canadian way, not in the uh, not in, gay sex no, type the, of way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because Peter doesn't drink or smoke or do any of that type of thing. I had two or three friends say like, "You're gonna move in with this guy," and I can tell it's like a little on the serious side, and you're gonna totally change, and like I'm totally uncomfortable with that. So,
0: have you totally changed?
1: Uh, no, I don't. I don't think I have. Um, I know that when you're living with somebody and you really enjoy time with them, if one person is not drinking and the other person is. Having a few beers, it puts you on different levels, and that's not very pleasant. So, I definitely drink less beer than I used to. So, the, the friends that I hang out with that, that do that are, have noticed, or like, oh, we'll go to a yeah. restaurant and instead of ordering a scotch or instead of ordering like a Caesar a gin and tonic, I'll be like, oh, the soda water. And this is not something that it happened very often. Mm. Uh, before I'm much much more likely to, to do that now so it throws people off They're, they're
0: you've changed um... man
1: yeah you've, you've changed what's that
0: okay so we have to wrap up that there's one there's one more question that I want to ask you okay so one of the most difficult things that I find about being in a relationship with Peter whatever matter that is but particularly being in a relationship with Peter and doing this podcast together is that he gets, as you know, he gets hate mail and I have a difficult time dealing with that. And then I was like, I wonder, like, how do you, like, because we talked about on the podcast before that when Peter and I were together, because we were like, we're going to be together forever. And we were totally right about that. It made every kind of thing more there was more anxiety around it of like, oh, we can't agree on this thing. And we're going to be together forever. How are we going to solve this thing? Oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck.
1: That's really cute. <laughs> <laughs> Especially because you were flailing your arms like a Muppet. <laughs> Made it even better.
0: So I realized that I, I was wondering how you do with that. Particularly if you are thinking that you're going to be in a relationship with Peter for a while, and I don't mean a while to mean anything in particular, but a long time, I hope. And uh, Peter's probably only going to get more of a public profile, I imagine, and potentially more feedback.
1: It's also potentially negative.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I'm or I think, how am I going to deal with that? And then I think, how do you, how do you feel about that?
1: Um. I think it's the type of thing that any major concern has to be addressed multiple times and there needs to be an understanding that opinions and thoughts and feelings will vacillate sometimes based on current mood, how exhausted we are when we're having a conversation about it, right? Like he let me uh, read one letter that he got, I was in no mood to see it and it was really upsetting and... He was like, I should maybe not show you these things anymore (laughs) because that's upsetting and I don't want to upset you.
0: What about it did you find upsetting?
1: Um, That somebody would reach through the internet with awful words that they wouldn't use to somebody's face.
0: Yeah, right. Was there an element of similar to before of like, well, it's not your face?
1: There there was an element of it's not my face, but I also knew that... um, that saying that was just kind of to appease myself mm. and make myself feel a little bit better about the fact that there had been this thing that was really, really upsetting that I just read. And I, I have problems listening to this podcast because I can't, I can't respond to it. Yeah, the The thing with hate mail is that you could respond to it, but not in a meaningful way that will create any type of constructive discourse. You know, like if somebody leaves you a negative eBay review or a negative Yelp review, there's the potential that you could fix it. But chances are the people that send off like vitriolic awful mm. things don't want to be appeased, right? They're not interested in communicating on such a level. It's just like, you know shouting into the dark that's pretty much all that they're doing so it's it's frustrating because i mean on the one hand i see the person that i love so very much is, is having these things said to him and despite the fact that he says that it doesn't bother him it does a little bit like it has to so there's that and it's just such a waste a waste of resources and a waste of time to do that. So I also kind of ache for the, the people that send these types of things. Like, what the hell are you doing with your time? Why? Why?
0: Yeah, I think anger is a very, uh, powerful emotion. I'm trying to think of if I've ever sent hate mail before. I don't think I have. I don't think. Maybe some bad reviews on stuff.
1: Yeah. I'm sure that I have expressed my displeasure at things in the heat of the moment. I'm sure everybody has, I'm sure that that's happened, but I like to not write these things down or have them like committed to electronic memory. Like I don't, I don't need that. So if I'm upset, I will use my words and not not have them recorded or typed. (laughs) Like really? So I don't know. I'm, I'm sure that I will deal with any more hate mail that happens as Peter has a larger presence Over time, but I also would expect that the way he deals with it will change, and the type of hate mail and the people that are sending it will change because people evolve. Mm -hmm. So he might be irritating one subset of people one day, but (laughs) maybe he will he will stop irritating them, and as he evolves as a person, will start irritating a whole (laughs) new batch of
0: people. I think what's been interesting is that there's been times where we've gotten like negative emails about something that Peter said. And then it's actually, sometimes it's actually evolved into quite a good conversation. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes the person's come back and be like, okay, I was pretty angry when I wrote that first thing, but I do stand by this thing that I said. And that's, it's actually been really nice to see that process work. And also, Peter actually, I think he responds to pretty much every piece of mail no matter what kind of mail it is, which is kind of amazing. I think he might be going to get coffee with someone who sent a mail, I think, calling him a giant (laughs) douchebag.
1: Unlike you and I who uh, take a different tack when it comes to answering email.
0: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) my God. Or checking email. Oh, my God. You're like like me.
1: (laughs) Yes, I am just a touch like you.
0: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's not just me.
1: No, there are dozens of us, literally dozens.
0: (laughs) I'd say that there's more than dozens. I'd say that there's like potentially millions.
1: There's so many sad emails sitting in inboxes that will never get read. That sounds like a really good ukulele song.
0: There's so many emails. Actually, I agree. I agree. There's a podcast that I listen to, Reply All. They made a kind of holiday. It's called Email Debt Forgiveness Day. And once a year... (laughs) You have one day where what you can do is you can take any email that, like, it's been so, like, way too long, like, that you haven't replied to it in. And you just put a link to the email debt forgiveness day explanation. And then you respond as if you've replied in a timely manner.
1: Oh my God. That's brilliant. Yeah. Oh my God.
0: (laughs) Anyway, we have to finish up. But this was really nice.
1: It was really nice. You're good people.
0: You're good people too. Multiple. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) You are more than one good person. Oh,
1: man. That's a lot of people. (laughs) Are you ready to start recording Being Honest with My Ex's Ex, like when Peter and I break up?
0: Yes. Yes, I am. That'll be a thing. Yes.
1: Perfect. Okay, so we've locked it in already. (laughs) It might be years and years from now. It might be never... It might be tomorrow. I don't think it will be, though, because, you know.
0: (laughs) If you guys do break up in, like, like say it's, like, 30 years' time, I feel like we need to do at least one episode of being honest (laughs) with my ex's ex. I feel like that's a requirement.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: So every episode we get an outro that someone who listens has recorded. So far, it's been a year (laughs) – We haven't gotten an outro from (laughs) anyone that Peter and I is dating or has dated, I think, which is kind of amazing. (laughs) (laughs) This will be the first one. Holy cow. Because you're going to read the outro for us now. All
1: right. Thanks for listening to Being Honest With My Ex. If you've enjoyed the podcast, subscribe to us on iTunes, leave a review, and tell your friends. Peter is my favorite boyfriend.
0: Hey, yeah, it would be weird uh, if he was your favorite son.
1: There's no Oxford comma in here. That really, <laughs> that really pisses me off a whole lot. Can you fix that?
0: You will actually need to get Peter to fix it, but you can complain to him. I think he's like maybe like six meters away from you. He's very available for complaints.
1: He is very available for complaints. <laughs> I don't understand why.
0: We we popped out a. Uh, current or ex-partner cherry for the outros i'm very very proud thank you very much for doing that oh you're welcome and thank you very much for doing this with us it's been really good
1: it has been really good
0: i i don't want this to sound patronizing but i think that you're very brave for doing this (laughs) (laughs) that might make you a little bit worried wait why what's what's brave i think that and maybe only just because I still find doing this podcast difficult sometimes. And particularly when we started doing it, I was just terrified. But I don't think you have anything to be afraid of. But I think that it's a thing that a lot of people wouldn't do. So I think that's a good thing about you.
1: Well, I mean, you're very easy to talk to. So there you go.
0: <sighs> Thank you. <laughs> 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 and I'll talk to you soon. Yay. Bye. 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 Bye.
1: Bye.
0: Bye-bye.
1: Now now I can make it stop. Okay.